the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. Jesse here. Today we'll be going over the Stanley Cup Finals series preview between the Montreal Canadiens and the Tampa Bay Lightning. For our regular listeners, you know the deal. We're going to go through the team stats, the player stats, the goalie stats, and any points worth mentioning. We'll jump right in with the team stats, and we've added a new aspect that I think a lot of people will appreciate. Um, The first category I want to go over is their overall record in the playoffs. So, Montreal is 12-5, Tampa Bay is 12-6. Tampa Bay took one extra game to get to the final, and therefore we give the advantage to Montreal. The next category we'll go after is goals for. So, Montreal's total goals for is 43, whereas Tampa Bay's is 58. And Montreal's goals for per game is 2.53, whereas Tampa Bay's goals per game is 3.22. So both total and per game advantage goes to Tampa Bay. Um, Goals against for Montreal is 37, and for Tampa Bay is 37. But goals per game is 2.18 for Montreal, whereas it's 2.06 for Tampa Bay. Um, Giving, you know, a neutral on the total, but Tampa Bay gets the slight advantage in goals per game allowed. Um, Montreal's power play is at 20.9% and Tampa Bay's is at 37.7% overall. Um, In terms of net power play, uh, Montreal's at 18.6% and Tampa Bay stays at 37.7%. What this means, uh, for those who didn't hear what net power play was from our Vegas preview, is that uh, it's the power play minus the times the team has given up a shorthanded goal. So Montreal drops a little bit from 20.9 to 18.6 because they've given up a shorthanded goal this uh, playoff, whereas Tampa Bay is not. So their net and their normal average stays the same. Uh, Similarly, on the penalty kill, we've got Montreal at a 93.5% penalty kill with a 102% net, which means they've scored more uh, more penalty kill goals than they've allowed power play goals. And... Tampa Bay, as well, is at an 83% with an 86.8% net, which, again, means that they've scored a few power uh, penalty kill goals to boost their average. Um, looking at the special teams, that means that the advantage goes to Tampa Bay overall for the power play and Montreal for the penalty kill. And then lastly, we have the face-off percentage. So Montreal's team face-off percentage is 49.2, and Tampa Bay's is 47.7. So, of all these categories, um, if you assign each one a point, uh, you can have a total of six points. The way we're going to do this is, for categories that have a total and per game average, the single point will be split in two. So, when you tally it all up, Montreal has the advantage in record, face-off percentage, and penalty kill, whereas Tampa Bay has the record in... um, goals for, power play, and half of the goals against. And so basically, you get a score of three points to Montreal and two and a half to Tampa Bay. Uh, You know, off the sniff test alone, you would think Tampa Bay is the heavy, heavy, heavy favorite. However, the stats don't lie. And, you know, Montreal has been the underdog the entire time, so I'm okay with everyone continuously doubting them. They might surprise some people. Jumping into the player stats, um, the top five scorers on each team we're going to take a look at, and both teams have a tie in top five, so there's more than five players. 
Starting with Montreal, we've got Tyler Toffoli with the most points on the team. That's uh, 5 goals, 9 assists for 14 points. Then we have Suzuki with 5 goals and 8 assists for 13 points. Caulfield with 4 goals and 5 assists for 9 points. Perry with 3 goals, 6 assists for 9 points. Stahl with 2 goals and 6 assists for 8 points. And Armia with 5 goals and 3 assists for 8 points. That means that three players on the team are our goal leader with 5 goals. Toffoli with 9 assists is our assist leader and 14 points is our point leader. If you notice those names, Toffoli, Suzuki, Caulfield, Perry, Stahl, Armia, those are two complete sets of lines on the Canadians. And to me, that shows that the score by committee is working. You know, we obviously know Deno, Tatar, uh, Deno, Lekkonen, and Gallagher are a shutdown line, even though they <laughs> are the line that brought us to the Stanley Cup final. Their, their role is to shut guys down, and they're going to have a huge job this, uh, this playoff series. And the other line about uh, Anderson, Kotkaniemi, and Byron, it's a lot of speed, it's a lot of uh, physicality, and they, they can get scoring, honestly. We've seen it before. Uh, I think Kotkaniemi is just outside of the top five in scoring as well. Looking at Tampa Bay now, and I'm going to preface this with, um, it's going to sound very daunting, but we'll get to that. Kucherov is their point leader with five goals and 22 assists for 27 points. Um... Braden Point, 14 goals, 6 assists for 20 points. Kalorn, 8 goals, 9 assists, 17 points. Stamkos, 7 goals, 10 assists for 17 points. Hedman with a goal and 15 assists are good for 16 points. And Sorelli for 4 goals, 6 assists, and 10 points. So, all the big names in Tampa are scoring. And, uh, yeah, they're putting up a lot of points. But, like I said, we'll get to that very soon. The goalies basically, um, you know, they, they top out at the almost the exact same number. Carey Price is a 934 with a 202, and Vasilevsky is a 936 with a 199. Um, you basically the top two goalies in the league going at it. This is going to really come down to which goalie steps up. Um, but essentially there's no clear advantage. I mean, technically speaking, Vasilevsky has the better stats, but we're talking, you know, minuscule differences between the two. And I don't think anyone, you know, a credible hockey fan or even player would really say that Vasilevsky is by far the better goalie this year. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the, the Canadians first here. Um, Armia was put on COVID protocols. He's not traveling with the team. Um, we don't know if that means he can go play for Game 2. That's a big hit to the Canadians, but if anything, he should be ready for Game 3 and 4. Um, I don't know who's going to replace him. Uh, it could be Tatar, but I believe he's injured. It could be Evans. He could, but we really don't know. And he's a key piece to that, you know, big, hulking fourth line. So... I'm interested to see what Ducharme has to do with that, or, sorry, Luke Richardson. Um, and this is actually an interesting little statistic for everyone. Uh, I mentioned before that Montreal's a 93.5% penalty kill. That's good for best all-time in the playoffs. And of the top five penalty-killing teams in the history of the Stanley Cup playoffs, there was only two scenarios that ever went down. Either... The team won the Stanley Cup or they lost in the conference final. If they made the cup, they won. And so um, 
it shows that penalty killing is a big, big aspect of winning the Stanley Cup, and as we can see, penalty killing is kind of our forte, so it's just interesting. And now, speaking of special teams, all those daunting point numbers, Kucherov with 22, uh, 27 point with 20, Hedman with 16, and Stamkos with 17, um, they're a bit inflated, and, and here's why. If you take away the power play points, Kucherov gets 63% of his points on the power play. Point gets 55% of his points on the power play. Hedman has 75% of his points on the power play. And Stamkos has 65% of his points on the power play. So I'm going to do the math really quick here. Um, starting with Kucherov, 63% uh, of 27 is 17. So Kucherov, without his power play points, has 10 points. That's less than Suzuki. Um, definitely less than Toffoli. Puts him just above Caulfield. Uh, you know, 55% of Braden's points come on the power play, so 55% of 20 is 11 points. That puts him at 9 points, 5 on 5. That's uh, in the Caulfield and Perry area. Same thing goes for Hedman, uh, 16 points, 75% on the power play, so he's really only got 4 5 on 5 points this, this entire playoffs. And then Stamkos, 65% of the points on the power play, and he has 17, so... He really, he tops out with uh, basically six points overall if you take away his power play points. And I'll uh, hope my math is right because I'm doing it very quickly. <laughs> but, um, you know, this, this is the key to this entire series. You stay out of the box, you really are shutting them down. They are not scoring a lot of points when you don't allow them to get on the power play. It's going to be... The biggest difference maker by far and if you do go on the power play you must kill it off um, a little bit of a short preview here I think you know there was a lot to go through but I, I can't emphasize enough how important it is that special teams do not dictate this uh, series as a, as a whole if the Habs want to win they can't put Tampa Bay up on the power play three four five times a night and they also just you know, they need to get scoring, but, you know, looking back at the other series, you can bully Tampa a little bit. They have a couple of guys who are pretty small or at least, you know, not the same size as, you know, Vegas. And I think Montreal's been through it all this year. I think going up against Toronto, they played against, you know, one of the elite offenses in the league. Uh, going up against Winnipeg, I think they proved that, you know, size... They can handle, and then going against Vegas, I think they just proved that they can handle a team with a very, very strong back end. And so you put all that together and you get Tampa Bay. Montreal's proven it. Uh, this is our year, you know. We can taste it. We've got the guys to do it. And, you know, just go Habs go. We'll check in with you after the first period of game one, and uh, we'll catch you then. Thank you for listening to the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. You can email us your thoughts, questions, and suggestions through our email at habspuckdrop at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at habspuckdrop. We'll see you next time.